Hello, my friends, and welcome back to my favorite day of the week, Thursdays. I'm Asta. And I'm Isabella. You're listening to Missing Per- You're listening to Oddly Unexplained's Missing Persons Week. So, for listener discretion today, we have some discretions in the forms of drugs and or taking drugs and or drugging other people. So, just- Drugging children. Drugging children is what I mean. So, abusive parenting, so child abuse, substance subsequently and then pedophilia as well as that but asta would you like to tell us what case we are covering today we are doing the shannon matthews case how did a little girl disappear and then her mom be named the worst mom in britain you'll have to listen and find out yes let's get into it One day, Karen Matthews was watching the news when, for the second time in a few hours, she saw a little girl's face up on the television, as well as two sobbing parents holding Madeline's cuddle cat. We have covered Madeline. Madeline McCain was all over the news as an English girl who had gone missing. Her parents were making quite a bit of money. So, if you don't know the Madeline McCain case, which I'm sure you all do if you're here, we even covered it ourselves, but... Um, it was the case of a family, the McCann family, who went to Portugal. Then Madeline was kidnapped from their hotel room. It was very widely covered. It was a big case. It's like a 30-minute episode. It was covered everywhere. No, it was. It a, is. So, like. It was a 40-minute episode? It was a 40-minute episode. It guys. was a lot. It's a lot. There's a lot of it. So, the whole thing was just sketchy and all of it. But because all these, because, like, sobbing parents on the television, all these people were donating money. Yes. To help the investigation. Donating money, which frankly, Karen could use. Karen Matthews was in a lower class. She she had seven children, seven kids, like all under the age of like 13. And between them, she, they all had combined five different fathers. Interesting. Shannon's biological father is Leon Rose. So she doesn't live with her biological father. She lives with her mother. Okay. And her stepfather, Craig, I'm going to say this wrong, Mihan. Yeah. Mihan? Mihan, Mihan. Who was 22, the year of the crime, and Karen was 32. Interesting. So there's an age gap there. There is. And their family wasn't a very warm one. The children were neglected and they weren't given proper food. So I don't know the terminology. We haven't really dived into child abuse and all of that. But do you know sort of the level of the neglect? It was enough for it to be, like, proper neglect, but it wasn't, like, to the point where anybody was dying or being seriously injured. They just were, like, always hungry. They just weren't, like... So, uh, so basically, the parents weren't doing things for them. Is that what you mean? Yes. So, they They had had to do things for themselves. But did they have access to those things? They did have access. Some of these things they had access to, but their parents just wouldn't help them do it. Okay. And when you're really young, you need help. So, they only... They didn't give the kids a lot of food, and usually they'd order pizza, and then the kids would get what they didn't eat. Okay. So, it's like... So, it's like scraps. And a lot of Karen's money that she got from the government and stuff, because she was unemployed, went to buying cigarettes. Interesting. Okay. So, the children were neglected. They weren't given proper food. They were never made to shower. And their clothes, they would never, like, their clothes were never washed. They had access to wash their clothes. They had access to a shower. So, but, I'm assuming, so who's the oldest in this situation? I'm not completely sure. It's not Shannon. Okay. So, 
I'm assuming that the oldest, maybe two or three, were probably sort of acting as stand-in parents here. That's what I'm assuming. Yes. Because if they had access to be able to do these things, but the parents just weren't doing them for them, I'm assuming that that just means that these children, like literal children, are stepping up to do to basically care for their yes. five younger siblings. They, the kids were never like um, the kids were never like their names or faces were never put out there. Mm-hmm. So they like don't have to be associated with the case. Okay. Yeah. So if you hear bells, that's Isabella's cat. Um, so. Child protection was called on Karen over five times. But in America, or Britain, their child protection services, you got like a say, we're coming around this day. So I'm pretty sure, is it Australia where we don't have that? I don't know. So I don't know why, but for some reason I have my brain that it's like America or Australia or somewhere where they don't tell you. Mm. Because if you, anybody can prepare for anything. Exactly. And we're about to talk about that. So she would feed, she would clean up the house, clean up the kids, give them food, and she would feed them what to say. Okay. So she, so she would basically force them to act as if everything was gone. Yes. Okay. So now we're going to talk about the timeline of Shannon Matthews' kidnap. I will be using an article on BBC News for this, which Um, will be linked in our sources. Yes. So 19th of February, 2008, which was the last confirmed sighting of Shannon Matthews, which was at 310 outside Westmore Junior School, Dewsbury. So then we have 20th of February, 2000, and her mom reported her missing at, I believe, like five. Okay, so she was seen at the school. No, maybe six, yes. Yeah, so she was seen at the school probably about three hours later. She finishes at three, which is the finishing time here in yes. Australia. So she probably. So we're assuming she, like, got kidnapped on the walk home. Is that what we're thinking here? Yes, okay. I think. Uh-huh, interesting. So she was walking home? Yes. So now, 20th of February 2008, they started a massive search involving more than 200 officers as um, grow concerns for a missing plea. Her mother makes a plea for a return, makes posters, and police suggest that she may have run away. But her parents were very, like, that would be way out of character. That's not our Shannon. Okay. Shannon was a very sensible person. So, Shannon goes missing. And the parents, they... So, I know that, for example, the Madeline McCain case, which this case... She was nine. I just want to quickly say she's nine. Okay, so she was nine at the time. So, I know the Madeline McCain case, like... You can see, I know if you look on our Instagram or our TikTok, you can see the news report that they made that night. Like, it was probably a few hours after, and they were already on the news talking about it. So, I do want to talk with this case. We are going to talk a bit about, probably more later, case discrimination. Okay. So, this is when, if you're, and we saw this a lot in the Gabby Piedo case. Mm-hmm. Like, people that are of a different race, like, not white, mm-hmm. their cases don't get as covered. And yep. people in the lower class who aren't rich don't get as much coverage. And this is Car- sorry, Shannon Matthews. Okay. So, so 22nd of February, police re- received CCT footage of Shannon leaving the sports centre on the 19th. The sports, so sports centre? Yes, a what? sports centre. So when did, so was this the day so of the I, kidnapping? Yes. Okay. I think she was like at a sports trip. 
and then she went back to school. So, like, you know, we have, like, athletic carnivals and swimming okay, carnivals. Okay, so this was, like, yeah. the last... This was, like, like, an athletic carnival. This is the thing. last documented piece of timeline for Shannon. Yes. Okay. Um, And they... She had scribbled a note on her bedroom wall. Mm-hmm. Saying that she wished to see more of her father. Interesting. And she described it as her natural father. I'm doing, like, air quotes right now. So... Are we, so is it sort of thinking that she ran away to go to her father? Was that ever checked yes. up on? Mm-hmm. And he hadn't seen it? Because I'm thinking, I know often what will happen is when one parent has sole custody of a child and the other parent wants custody, they will sort of, it's, it's legally kidnapping for this person to take the child, but the child's going to go willingly because it's their parent. So is that where their minds were going? Yes. Okay. But so... On the 1st of March, 2008, uh, it's a, the Matthews make an emotional appeal and they are holding a teddy bear. So they're like, is this, I'm so just imagining. Just remember the, like, the Madeline McCain's case. I'm just imagining Cat. I can't think of anyone yeah. that Kate did. And they were very, moment. they described Karen's behavior as being very weird because she was crying in the interview one minute, the next minute she was laughing with the kids. So was this bad editing? No, 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 no. These are people who were talking to Karen. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, it was sort of like she was, like, one second crying when they asked her a question. Next second, she's just talking. Yeah, she was, like, happy. Yeah. So, it's like an on-off kind of switch. See, that's interesting, but I guess that can also just be, like, a form of distraction. Like, she's there, she's sad, and then her kids say something, and she's just trying to, like, go along with it. I guess also... So, actually, she was telling her kids that Shannon was on a holiday. Why? They, they I were... don't know. She was on a vacation. That's what they were telling her. A nine-year-old? A nine-year-old was on a vacation. With who? I don't know. They were just saying she was on vacation. That's a bit... Yeah. Um, I do want to go back to the whole, like, crying, laughing thing. I will say that sometimes, like, um, I know with some cases, when they really want that publicity so that their kid come home. They try to make themselves seem as vulnerable as possible, but also like a nice, happy family. They're like, so, you know, they're like sad so that people feel empathy and sadness. And they want to donate. And then there's also from the side of like, we have to seem a happy family so they don't think we kidnapped our daughter. Well, and then it's also like, oh, look at this happy family. Like we need to bring them back. Yeah, so actually little tip here. You should have a photo ready for if you ever get kidnapped, which is a horrible thing to say in our society and it says horrible things about our world, but it's important that you do have a photo where you look the most relatable. There's So, yeah, what I've also read by some places is it's a really good idea to talk to your family and mm. say, like, if I get kidnapped, I want you to use this photo and then you can carry it maybe your wallet, your back pocket, because that means that you walk into a petrol station. You're not going to look like yourself. You pull it out and you go, this is me. You've seen this photo in the news. Now you know who I am. You don't have to have a form of ID. Exactly. Because, like, I have a student ID. I don't think I've carried around once. Mm. So, okay, so next. They, on the um, the 12th of March, they look, they start using dogs. Dogs. So, and there's cadavers? A, a cadavers, yes. Cadavers. And okay. the sun has a reward for any information of 50,000 pounds. Okay. So any information leading to arrest or just any information? Just any information. That is incredibly high for so early on. Three days after the kidnapping. And it just... It's, no, it's uh, like a month. 
Okay. It's a a little less than a month. Okay. That's interesting. So this is a high profile case. She was missing for 20 days. 20 days at this point. Sorry. So I just- Not at this point, like altogether. Altogether, yeah. So this was, uh, this was like 18 days. This was 18 days. So this is like the end. So that's kind of interesting to me that they, because I I haven't looked at so much of the, um, that, but most of the time they don't have that much amount of money for nothing because usually they, usually it's like, like, there's a 1 million reward for any money regarding the Beaumont children. But yeah, but I just feel like to me, I don't know. I just feel like that's kind of soon for that big of a, a reward. Agreed. It's a huge reward. So on the 14th of March, 2008, which is a very special year, Shannon was found alive and hidden at the base of a a Devon house in Bately Carr, West Yorkshire. A what house? A uh, Devon bed. Uh, No, she was in the bed. She was in the bed? She was in the bed. Yeah, she was like in the... So you know how you have your bed and then you have your mattress? Mm. She was between the mattress and the bed. Was she tied down? No. Why was she there then? We're about to find out. Ooh. So, and the man with her was Michael Donovan. Who is this? Of He is of relation to Karen's partner, Craig. He is Craig's uncle. Now, did Shannon know this guy? No. Did this guy know Shannon? Yes. So, what do we think? What's, what's going through police mind? Are they, like, what, what's this guy's motive? They don't know yet. They just... Because, okay, so going back, this guy has previously kidnapped people. Okay. but so he what kidnapped a little girl. But what was his motive there? They think that he just wanted a daughter. Yeah. So he kidnapped his daughter, his, like, biological daughter, when he didn't get custody. Okay. So what I'm How thinking, is he not in jail? All this is making, this, what this is making me think of is an episode of Criminal Minds. And I know I've said this to Asta before, but essentially it, what happened in this episode was that this guy, his, I think his daughter had died. And so for years after that, he's been kidnapping little girls who looked like his daughter to replace her. And so I feel like we see this often, like I know that's why there's so much security around babies in hospitals, why they have like those wristbands, all of it, because people who don't have children who have lost a child will often kidnap another. Not always. Not always, not always. It's a very big loss and some people just handle it differently. So I think, so is that, that's what their minds were going through. Yes. I mean, that makes sense, but was that that the truth? No, it was not. So, let's just go back a bit. So, Shannon is with social services, but meets briefly with her mother and stepfather, but she specifically says, no, I don't want to see my mom. So, was she with social services because they thought there was parental involvement? Okay. Usually, well, they just wanted to talk to the parents because usually cases are done by, by someone who's related to you. Mm. But um, not it was always. just a bit weird. Not always, but so, a lot of the time. A lot of the time, yeah. Or someone known by the family or someone you know. So they were thinking the parents could have some information about it. Yeah, they were thinking, but um, it and then... I do just want to clarify for people who don't know true crime as well as we do. The reason that if they had given Shannon back, there's a very big possibility that the parents would get... It's a lot more likely for them to get away with it because they could bribe, um, abuse, do something to trick or um, black, basically blackmail their child to lie if they did have involvement. And that just wanted to clarify. It wasn't just because 
That's why. They didn't want the parents yeah. tampering with Sharon with Sharon, 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 Shannon's, sorry, I've gone away, with Shannon's um like uh, yeah. recall yeah. of the story. Yeah, they don't give you straight back to your parents right away. So now they are questioning their parent. Uh, Shannon's being questioned for 10 minutes a day for a few days on the 20th of March. So it's quite... Is that just obeying close. child labour laws? Yes. That kind of thing? And a few days before, they Karen was interviewed, but she denied any involvement. So denied, so, denied, or just like, I don't know. She said, no, I, I didn't do anything. Denied, denied. I don't have an answer for that. Siri? Siri doesn't know anything either. Siri doesn't know either. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Siri isn't as sure. So, on the 2nd of April... Detectives arrest Shannon's stepfather, Craig Meehan, because he had pedophile images on his computer. Of who? Not Shannon. Not Shannon. Other kids. Like Other kids. Yep. Bad images. So they think that he was involved or just... He's a sex offender. But so that's why he Which was Which is arrested. illegal. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So then on the 3rd of April, she saw her her mother for the first time at, for, like, a long period of time. And what was the reaction from both of them? She, sorry, it was a weird reaction because Karen almost, like, didn't, they didn't really talk that much and she didn't seem that ecstatic. So there wasn't some, because I know that there may not have been an ecstatic reaction, but there wasn't, like, any sort of, like, big, like, crying, running, sort no, of, like. No, Nothing. No. There was no reaction from them. No. Did Shannon have a reaction? Shannon didn't want to see her mom. But was it like a defiant or was it just sort of like, I'm not ready? Or was it like a very strong, like, no? It wasn't a very strong no. It's like, oh, I'm not really looking forward to this. So like, she wasn't, that's interesting too. I mean, but I mean, I guess also if we know that like Karen has been called by Child Protective Services five times for neglect, like that could also be a part of it. So... Ah, uh, so then Math- Karen Matthews is arrested on the 6th of April with suspicion of perverting the course of justice. Okay, so she's arrested not for, for Shannon's kidnapping, but no, for tampering for with tampering it. with it. Okay, do you think that was because, like, so to me, what I'm getting from what you've told me so far is that, so the stepfather's, like, family member the guy who kidnapped shannon they think the stepfather could have been involved and then you do we think karen was like trying to cover it up mm-hmm. okay yeah that, that makes sense to me. so on the 8th of april karen is charged with child neglect and again preferring the course of justice over her daughter's own disappearance the police also investigates claims that the madeline mccain fund was approached for money to assist the search for shannon so like did the, the McCain family was asked for money. Like, our daughter is missing and your daughter's missing, but you got money. Mine didn't. But why do they need money? Shannon's back. Or previously. Oh, no, yeah, previously. Okay. So, but... That just... It's a red flag. That definitely. Like, was it a personal interaction? Was it, like, a phone call? Uh, I think it was an email. Okay. At least... They didn't, like, go knock on her door. Okay, again, she's still in custody. Of all of the other seven children? Yes. Even though she's been charged on child neglect? 
No, no, no. She's like, all the kids are in custody. Oh, okay, good. And Karen's in separate custody. Got it. So, okay, so now they release the amount of money that it cost Shannon's disappearance. Two million. Six hundred and fifty-nine thousands. Where did this money go? To help her. So just, like, was this donations? Was this money used? Only a bit of it. So what did, so was it just sitting in a bank account? Yeah. Karen's bank account. Why? Like, what? what it was, like, donations. But, like, what I, obviously, that's. Usually the donations should go to it, but apparently they weren't. And on the 5th of September, Karen Matthews was charged with the kidnap of Shannon Matthews. So I think we all we've all we already guessed that. All we already guessed did. that. Yeah. <laughs> but so I want you to tell you what happened. Okay. So Shannon and the uncle were having an affair. Okay. And Shannon, uh, not Shannon, oh, sorry, uh, Karen. Karen. Sorry. Um, and Karen had seen on the TV, oh, they're making a lot of money that I made. Mm-hmm. So she wanted to get money, and they were going to find Karen in some weird coincidence. Okay. Weird coinkadink. And um, they, so they fake kidnapped her using a Craig's uncle. Okay. And they drugged her and tied her up for massive parts of the day. But other than that, she was eating pizza and watching cartoons. So did Shannon know that her mother had done it? No. So she only knew that this random uncle guy that she didn't know had done it? Yes. Okay. Interesting. <sighs> so, this was all a money thing. It was a money thing. So, were they planning to, like, kill Shannon? They were never planning to kill Shannon. They were planning just to get the money. So, was the vibe to, like, let her live there until she was, like, 18 and just, like, drop her? No. Like- no. They were going to kidnap her for, like, two months and then find her. Uh, but what were they? What did they? What happened to those donations? They were, I don't know. Like, did they just, like, go to the police department they probably just went like into the taxpayers money like not the taxpayers money like into the tax money like the money that they get that makes sense i just i mean i guess like this is no fault of the mccann's i don't i just want to preface that before i say this but i it is partially the fact it is that case discrimination and that just that class like she felt like she needed to do this case discrimination is no fault of the people whose cases it is no it's the fault of the media the media and it's the fault of the police so like we see that i know i mentioned this in daniel's well and i didn't know the name of it i don't know but the, the other case in italy i'm sure all of you know where the British and the American exchange student and the British exchange student was murdered and then the American one was blamed for it with no evidence. No evidence. Because for some reason the Italian justice and the media just decided. You can't, like men can't kill people. That's what they decided. And so I think that on that note, this is a good time to wrap up. So before we go, I just want to make sure to remind you to come back tomorrow for the last missing 
missing persons case. That is when we are covering the case of Tara Calico. And for next week's on True Crime Tuesday, we are actually doing a case swap. So I will be doing Thrilling Thursday. And I will be doing Gabby Payado, which is like very relevant right now. I'm excited. And I'm doing Chernobyl and all of its conspiracy theories going along with it. But like always, And I'm also very excited about that one because yeah. we have a little Mothman thing. We do. But thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to find us on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram at Oddly Unexplained Podcast. And you can find our sources and our blog posts at oddlyunexplained.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. And make sure to lock your doors. If you have any information on any cases, you can call Crime Stoppers or your local police department. Thank you. Bye. Bye.